Hello, it's Safira here, and welcome back to this week's episode, um, where some of you have been sending in some questions about my Attack on Titan character, as interest has sparked. So, I'm, and there's quite a few, so I'm just going to be answering them. Um, in this discussion, there will be lots of Attack on Titan spoilers, as pretty much the stories are very, very similar, as, you know. As I mentioned previously, I added her into the story and added her own kind of things to it. So yeah, there's been lots of really good questions to be fair, so there's going to be a lot to talk about. But yeah, spoiler warnings for the actual events. Because even these questions kind of have spoilers in them. So if you're not up to date with all of Attack on Titan, or you haven't watched past season one, which I, I don't get why you wouldn't, but... If you haven't, then so I'll see you next week. And for those who have, like, you know, watched the greatest show of all time, let's get on with the questions. Okay, it's so like the first one. Um, oh, and the character is, is the Vesta character, by the way. Um, so, yeah, what one of them is, well, the first one, what makes Vesta angry and what makes her happy? Uh... Well, I don't know, I think peace and quiet <laughs> makes her happy, you know. Um, doing things, she does like, she is a very creative person, and she likes to, to make things, like um, swords and blades and things, she just likes making them pretty. So I think when she's doing that, when she's either with friends, socialising, um, or when she's by herself, crafting, you know, and even though she is an engineer, it's, it's more like gunsmithing, is what she, she really does. Um, but, so yeah, it makes her happy, you know, and spending time with, like, because she, she gets along with a lot of the members, and even the squad that, you know, the fictional one that I added in there. Um, she liked spending a lot of time with them, and she, she wound down, they were her downtime. Uh, as for what makes her angry, to be fair, <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> you know, she um, she's not. She doesn't get hardly irritated or anything, but like she's very opinionated and passionate. So she she you know does get angry in confrontations and things. So there's no one direct thing. She's not. She's not really patient. And yeah, if you if you read the story, there's lots of events that make her angry, and yeah, titans and evil people. Um, what's her favorite food? Um, honey cake tends to be something that is mentioned a lot, so I'll guess that would be her favorite. But that is her favorite food. So what she likes making, just anything with kind of honey. And it's because the smell and the, the taste of it kind of reminds her. Um, and even the colour reminds her a lot of her, her mother. And the only kind of good bits about her childhood. Yep, no, that was tea. Um, who, who are Vesta's closest friends? Or who is she closest to? Um... 
Well, she, you know, she's close with Levi, obviously, because, you know, he is their love interest. And, or just someone, even if it was not even going to be romantic, they still share a good, a good platonic bond. Um, she's close with Jean. Um, to be fair, most of the scouts, to be fair, she doesn't really inter engage much with, you know, the main three too much, apart from maybe Aaron, she, she's, he's probably the one, but, um, she interacts with that trio. Uh, she's very close with Hanji, she spends most of her time with Hanji because they both, um, you know, Hanji's a scientist, Vest is the engineer, so naturally they work together quite a lot, and they share kind of a curiosity of inventions and stuff like that um and then there are you know she was close with eld and even petra a bit and then you know the fictional squad that i added in so elias um and millie they were you know people who she was very very close to and one of the social scenes it was it was with them and that scene was fun that scene was fun what are her eternal goals and conflicts? Oh, that one is a good one. As her goals... She never really had one, but she's gaining them. Uh, you know, she does start off like, she just... She just has a goal, survive, keep things going, bring money back to her sister. Um, and yeah, and fight. She only really kind She doesn't really have a perspective or goal... Yeah, and it shifts and it changes, but she's gaining one. She gains clarity as it goes on. And she realises that this is what she was made to do. So her goal is to is to fight at the moment. And gain as much freedom for her her comrades and her, you know, people around her. And her own personal goals she doesn't have. For her, she lives and she fights for others. Um, she doesn't, you know, she sees that her time is going to come. And when that comes, that is absolutely, that, that's, that's fine with her. But then she does gain little things like of what to live for. She has something to strive for. But there's points where she, she loses her goals. Um, she doesn't think about them. Um, her conflict, she has a lot of conflicts. Um... You know, she's been through a lot of trauma, but then she's also had to do bad things. To, she's always justified it, they were bad people, you know, but she does gain a perspective of that as well, as they're not just bad people that she just she had to shoot that had no faces or that she had to kill. But they were also Eldian like her. They were just sent to a job it wasn't you know how personal was it and when she saw the aftermath of what happens and what her actions can do and the pain that it causes um yeah there's definitely a conflict she does deal with it even though it, she does act like yeah it's fine I had to do what I had to do these people deserved it and obviously I think they deserved it but she yeah she definitely struggles with that and she does struggle with her own sense of like she does not see herself having a good future because she doesn't believe she deserves one. But, and for the end, and her goal is now to protect Falco. That is her, I would say, her 
her goal, her mission, that is what she is striving for. If that means that she has to live, and that is her driving force, like, okay, I've got to survive, because I've got to get Falco home. I've got to make sure that no innocents are are gone, and her her main goal is to protect as many of the, like, the children of war as possible. I, so I'd say, yeah, that is her goal by the end of it. Whereby where we're at, where the story, um, by season four. Oh, okay. Tea break. Um, how'd you come up with the idea for her? Um, that was in last episode, but the idea for, and how'd you come up with the idea of her powers and why? Um, at first she had, it was like, energy power it was which is actually brought on by Erin because she is introduced when she gets when she's captured and she's released into the forest um she's released into the forest that Erin was transformed into the titan so that when that blast happens and she thought that the and she gets blasted back and the guys that were captured her they're also dead um well, not also dead, she's not. But, you know, they also kind of got blown away. Um, I did originally have, like, at that point, she was given kind of, not Titan powers, but, like, the energy. But then I thought that was a bit too much. And how useful would that be? And I wanted it something that could be more subtle. And that was something that she was born with. So then, But then I took powers away from her entirely and just, like, no, she's just a normal scout. Um, but yeah, but then it was, it was inspired a lot by, by Game of Thrones, but then also with her name and what I had planned. So it's definitely been, as it's gone on, I've got more idea. you know, the ideas just popped in and, you know, it changed. Like the very first ideas for the story and what she was going to do has, it's definitely changed along the way and her powers included. Um, yeah, powers included, so... She doesn't do all that zap zap stuff. Because pretty much I was thinking about it as well. And like her origin story would be just like the Flash. And yeah, that would be a bit weird. Well, not weird, but like, I don't know how original. So instead, I stole it from another show. <laughs> okay, I've got my like, what does she think of Aaron? Um, I mean, he's one of the first, well... If you don't include the first scene, <laughs> um, this, this is where she actually goes into the show events, and it was, you know, the gear, and automatically she kind of, her and Erin have a, you know, they have a heart to heart, and they have quite, they have quite a few during the actual story, so she just thinks highly of him, and she definitely feels sorry for him, as even then she saw how determined he was to do this, but how young he was, so she definitely sees him as a a young kid who had to, who was growing up too fast, was been thrown into these things. And when he comes to her saying he wants to be as good um, as what they all are, and she's like, no, no, don't be as good. You're destined to be better. Um, yeah, so she, she definitely supports him. At the moment of terms of season four events, like what she thinks of him right now, um, she has no hate towards him, and she she does understand him. She's obviously angry at some of the things because of some of the 
the aftermath of what he did and how that affected the surroundings around him and you know the buildings that collapsed on the you know the children that definitely was something that she was upset about and she let it known to it and she but yeah it's it's more her hate is kind of aimed towards what it is she knows that the rumbling has to happen and deep down she's kind of curious about it and she she doesn't want to like stop it from happening but she does want to stop what it's going to the massive impact it's going to have but yeah but no she still she still thinks a lot of Aaron she knows that he's changed but she does understand that he's got something to do and she kind of wants to see what he has to do and see him do it but then just make sure that everyone that she cares about like the scouts that they're alive and kind of but still um if they ordered her to do what she would, so you know, but she still likes some kind of she definitely has a more understanding attitude towards him than what the other scouts do at the moment. But that's because that's because she's been in his shoes. She's had to kill lots of people as well. And she says it's just it's an act of war, it has to be done. So she can't really judge him for that when it's something that she's no more. She doesn't think she's any better than what he is. It's, she's done similar things. And the next question. What does she consider her greatest failure? Um, her greatest failure, oh well, most of them are not necessarily in battle because she does, or in when she's fighting, because she does have a lot of losses there. Um... Her greatest failure, as I say, is more emotional. It's just not protecting everyone that she wants to. Like, she's lost a lot of people because she didn't get to a place in time. Or because um, she didn't predict events or or whatever. Um, but yeah, most of her failures were kind of out of her control. But she still sees it as her responsibility but yeah I think and that's why she had to step down as as leader first because she saw her greatest failure was how she led her team and how that led to their um demise so she has many many failures I don't know which one she would consider her greatest I mean what would you consider her greatest failures I'd be interested to know that oh okay Breathing. I don't know, I sound, do I sound like really annoyed? I'm not, but for some reason I just sound really annoyed today, <laughs> or really serious, I don't know. Most of the time I record in the evening, um, but I'm recording like 11 in the morning, so maybe that's why. I'm just tired, I'm not angry, I promise. What was the next question? Oh, how many has she killed and how does she feel about it? Um, I've calculated it because if you include you know the season four when she took out like the bases there were like a lot of people in there but then along the way i'd say at least 60 at least 60 maybe maybe a, a little less give or take give or take a couple and it takes her like she doesn't initially when she does it she doesn't feel bad because it's just the adrenaline just takes over 
and she likes I don't know if she enjoys fighting, she has a good skill of it, and she just likes how she can do things with her weapons and kill them in really strange ways, well not strange ways, but in really badass ways. But then afterwards it kind of, it, it hits her and it gradually hits her as it goes on. Um, but she doesn't feel bad about all of them, because some of them it's just, she's kind of realistic of how it goes, like look, this is, uh, you know, it was either them or me, and, you know, they were a piece of shit, you know, so, they, so yeah, she's, she's realistic about it, but she, she does have guilt of what that makes her, and how she can't claim to be a, a good person or more deserving of anything because of that, um, but yeah, she has, you know, she feels conflict about it, but she feels a lot of things about it. Not just, you know, oh, she feels bad about it. It's like, um, not entirely. But then she's not cold to it either. Oh no, and what would Vesta wear to a party? I don't know whether they do really party, but I know I've drawn her in like some kind of a more formal set. And I don't know, something white, I'd say something kind of, um, depending how formal you're going, like, but it's what clothes that they have in that world that is actually part of, like what would they what the scouts wear? They'll probably just wear their uniforms or something. Um She I don't know, probably something something white a dress maybe. I and like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, cause it's like what I would would have a wear if she was like in a modern day kind of party. It's very different. Or if she was in a party like with people who actually made decent clothes. I don't know. Um, favorite time of day, day or night? Um, I think she prefers the night as it's more peaceful. Um. But then she has, a, she does have a fear of the dark. But for some reason, like, outside at night, she's kind of fine. It's when she's inside a dark room, she can't have that. Which answers the next question of what her biggest fear is. I'd say either, like, loss, death. Well, not death of her, but death of others. But her personal fear is, is the dark. Um, how did Vesta feel about attacking Marley? Um, she thought it was necessary. I think she would have done it either way. She definitely has a different opinion of what the scouts thought. They thought, oh my god, you know. It was only the civilians that she did not feel right about. And she, you know, she broke down and she cried when she saw what it did. What the transformations of the Titans did. So, she, de you know, she definitely thought that, like, going in there as soldiers was a necessary thing um and she enjoyed and bragged about you know how, how she took him down she did enjoy that um but then it's only really after that she realizes not what her actions did but what you know what was going on and who had to suffer for it were the people in the theater or the the Eldian children she didn't want any of them to suffer and she did not know that um they're not who she wants to fight. But yeah. 
So she felt, again, a lot of conflict. She doesn't feel one way about it. In a way, she saw that, yeah, it was necessary we had to intervene. But did it have to go down the way it did? Um, so yeah, lots of things. Um, what Titan would she be? I know saying this one, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, of course, because it's your favourite one. No, but it's honestly because this one's so perfect for her. She likes... It would be the Warhammer, which is my favourite Titan. Um, not in terms of, like, a... But as you know, the ability is really, really cool. It just looks awesome. It just... It looks great. Which is strange. I've gone to the point of, you know, being shit scared of them. Not wanting to look at them. And then thinking one is like, oh my gosh, it looks like a sculpture. That looks like, you know, <laughs> some kind of Grecan. So anyway, yeah, so that one, that one is my favourite and that is the one that she would be. Not because it's my favourite, um, but it makes weapons out of its thing. And it's like, what does Vesta do? She likes making weapons. So that one, I think... And she doesn't even say, like, oh, okay, I, I want that one. And she can see, you know. It just makes sense. That is the one that is perfect for her. Um, yeah, it's perfect, yeah. That's the one she would be. And her abilities would be better for that. Because the female Titan... Vesta is okay at hand-to-hand -hand combat. She's, she's okay. That is definitely her weakest spot. Unless she has... Um, you know, she has lots of blades on her, but that's just so she isn't caught in pure hand-to-hand -hand combat. So that if she ever is in that situation, she can just pull a knife out of her leg and just, you know, stab their faces with it. Yeah, she, she's better with weaponry. She's better fighting with that. Okay, oh, okay. Right, this one is definitely a spoiler. If you have not watched season three, do not listen to this question. But it's such a good one. Um... What were her true feelings on Irvin and his leadership? And how did his death affect her? Well, his thoughts on his leadership, she was, she's very kind of devoted and loyal on that perspective. And she's kind of, she un, doesn't question it. Um, and yeah, she's just, she's fiercely loyal to him. And, you know, but she she doesn't, but then she also thinks highly of Hanji's leadership. She doesn't see it as a drop or a decline. She's very supportive of Hanji being the leader as well. But she knows that this takes more of a toll on Hanji than it ever did on Irvin. And Irvin was a really important figure for her. And she respected his opinion. And when she didn't want to be a leader anymore... Of her, of her, of a squad, and she didn't want to be responsible for anybody because she knows and she respects the fact that you've got to have what it takes to be a leader. And she knew she didn't have it. She does not have that. Um, she feels she's very too emotional, and she feels too guilty to be a leader. And so she respects Irvin, who doesn't really, who does have that kind of detachment of terms of that. This is what has to be done, and this is what you do, and. He doesn't question his own leadership. So no one else questions it either. He's so sure of what he does. And yeah, that's just, that's respectable. She really respects him. And yeah, yeah, no, she's, she does, yeah, she thinks highly of his leadership. She agrees with it and she doesn't miss it. 
um, his death, I think, other than, you know, maybe another one that happened previously, um, this is the one I think that affected her the most. She really went into a, she really went into a place with this one. It, um, and it's not that she wanted Armin to go, but she was def- she definitely did not think that it was a, she said that there, it was, was no wrong choices to right ones, but I think deep down she would have saved Irvin. But because actually, but I don't know, but because Armin was young and a kid, she probably, w- I don't know, maybe would have went for that one. I think even then she would have struggled with it, that's why she said there was nothing wrong. There was, they both had reasons why they should have been there, why they should have been alive, and it was just a, a tough decision that had to be made, and she felt awful that it had to be um, Levi who made it, like, of all people. But yeah, she, went, she definitely went to a, I think, if, and if you read the scene, like, the the uh, last couple of scenes of season three, um, where she's taking, you know, she's got all the ODM and she's got all the belts of the scouts because she, she logs them. She puts little things so she can kind of identify, like, who, who's been lost, which even though Hanji said it was pointless, is very few survived, so you kind of can accept that everyone else apart from these very few people are gone, but um, yeah, she said it was just force of habit that she had to go through all of these, go through all these belts, tweak them, fix them, and things like that, and log them. And the one she works on is Irvin's, and this one she takes the most time with. And um, and at this point, Hanji doesn't really want to leave her alone, as she she knows that Vesta is in a really down place with it. Yeah, so she she took it hard. She took it really hard. Um, as for her, there was a person who had complete faith in her, and she doubted herself. It was Irvin who was like, no, you can do this, like, when she was doing the thunder spears, and when they failed. Um, you know, but she didn't use real thunder. Which is actually why I asked, you know? But, like, you know, what would she like? How would you make them? <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so anyway, there's that, but... Yeah, when one failed, he was kind of like, no, no, you can do this, you got this. All good. He had a lot of faith in her, and even when she didn't want to be a leader, he kind of, he told her what he wanted, she wanted to hear to make it easier for her to step down. But, yeah, he was supportive. He was supportive of her, so, and definitely a really important figure of her life. Um, I think of anything more of a, of an important figure than what Shortest or Shadest was. I don't know how you say it, so I'm going to say it both ways, so that I can't be criticised. So yeah, even though it really affected her, it also put her in a position to want to lead again in the future. And as she understood, right, I've completely forgot what I said because I had to pause for a minute. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> just yeah. So yeah, really, really good question. Um, but you want like the full answer, you have to read it. <laughs> but yeah, it's there and it's yeah, definitely affected and it, it has one of my I guess favourite interactions between um Vesta and Levi and I think this um as well. 
and I think because at that point everything was very platonic, very friendly. But I think this is the point where they really opened up to each other, and it was about this common grief that they were going through. And that is, it was actually after that I was like, oh okay, okay fine, <laughs> I'll make them, I'll make them a thing in the future, you know. But yeah, great question. Great question. Thank you, Say Invader. That one, I did like that one. That one was like, ooh. Okay, this next question, which is by King's Eyes. Um, did she always aspire to the scouts, or did something trigger her? Um, well, she did, like, for her, it was, she just fell into it. It was all by chance. Like, even engineering, even though she's passionate for it, for it now, she only got into it because you know, after the events and after her being, like, you know, homeless and whatever, after having to leave home, um, it was the only job that it would, that she could get into as a kid, and she was really young when doing it, and she said that, you know, her actually, her really small hands (laughs) and her, well, delicate hands and her ability to not, you know... Even though she's really clumsy, her ability made it so she wasn't, you know, she didn't get burnt or things. It wasn't really overly dangerous for her. So, yeah, she got into that and then she developed a, a love for it. And I think that's kind of what went with the scouts as well. Um, she didn't think um, being a... She didn't think being a, an engineer was purely... Was purely enough. She didn't think she was doing enough because she was seeing this gear. It was, some of it was even being brought back broken she was sending people to fight with it in her kind of place so I think that inspired her to do it I think just just making the gear and I guess that kind of guilt as well of not being there um yeah and that and I think that really triggered her and wanted to do it um there was no but then also, I think it was, she wasn't triggered by, like, a trauma or anything like that. Although, of course, you know, her uncle was, like, at the at that point, commanding of the scouts. He was very, very opposed to getting her in. And, if anything, he made her training, like, much harder. Because he wanted her to, he just wanted her, like, look, just stay an engineer, be safe, you know, all that kind of thing. Because he knew the realities of it. So I think because of that, because it was told it's so dangerous, it was so thing that, you know, he didn't want her in it. She knew that she had to do it. Like, okay, um, you know, so these people, these scouts, they're being in really dangerous situations on my behalf. I've got to do it. I've got to help out. And it's... She definitely doesn't regret it. Not at all. Um... I think just being a part of them, she kind of thinks it's worth the danger. And, of, and she you know, she does make a, a a point about, you know, she had enough of kind of running from monsters, be it whether they're people or otherwise. She wanted to face them. And this was definitely a healing thing for her because, you know, she's been running a lot. She ran from, you know, her mon- the monsters and the demons at home. And... Yeah, in a way, it's, I know she had to do that for survival, but then she also goes, I don't want to keep running just so I can survive when, you know, with survival even 
that you know it's even that special Oh yeah, there's that. And I, I, I did think about doing a, a prequel chapter, and I did write one, which I might release afterwards, but it doesn't really have much other than maybe her wanting to become a scout and her scout training, um, which was almost just as brutal as her torture. <laughs> almost. Because, um, I don't know, brutality is just really satisfying, and I know it's, it's that's how you know that you are, like, deep down a psychopath. It's when you find that really like, ooh, okay, this is good. I feel bad. I really feel bad for her. But, um, if she had a different author, maybe she'd be happier. Oh, and this question. I don't know why I wrote um, this question, like, here. But I guess that's the order that they were sent in. Um, but yeah, it really just changed the tone. Like, <laughs> is she considered attractive in that world? Um, yeah. So it's not like, I know... Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Definitely, you know, drew her to be appealing. Um, and it is known, even with, like, scars. And they do get a, um, a kind of a mention. And and even though there is a kind of, uh, I guess, not creepy, but there is a scary kind of, a scariness to her kind of appearance. But in a, in a, in a good way. It's more striking than anything. Um, and they kind of, I think they add to her attractiveness rather than take it but it wasn't too important for her to be considered attractive but then in the in a way it was as well because she would use that for her advantage to get hold of um things to make her weapons like if she wanted extra steel then she would you know definitely use that kind of charm on the on the perverts in um the military police so, yeah, yeah, they definitely respond to her in that way. And even though it isn't important, you do, you do want to draw your character looking like a snack. You just do. That's, you know, that's important. You want them to be simpered over. And that's honestly quite, you know. <laughs> so I'm saying like, oh gosh, you know, they only see her for that. It's like, no, I kind of, it's quite, you know, I quite like it. It's quite a compliment, really. Um, okay, I did save this one for last because... Not like it's a, I'm not going to say not, not, not like it's a good question, but no, it's a good question to end on. Um, will she have a happy ending? That, I think her ending will be, I don't believe anyone really truly got a happy ending, if you know what the manga was. They probably didn't get a, an overly sad one, they probably didn't get, you know, it was something, it was definitely something in between. It was always a bittersweet story, and a bittersweet ending as well. So, while I think her ending will be satisfying, and it'll be something that, you know, this character deserves, and the ending I'm still, I'm, I'm still getting ideas for the ending as well, as there's so much to it, there's so many ideas that pop up out of anywhere and inspiration just just hits randomly and sometimes I'm like yeah for one idea then yeah for another um yeah so it'll be a satisfying ending I think and it will definitely be a poignant one as well as yeah it was always the intention I to to give her a 
an ending like that i'm not gonna say not gonna say what because again it's still undecided i might change my mind and be like make it really miserable or make it just unrealistically happy um but i think it'll be something in between definitely something in between for what i'm thinking about at the moment and that does seem to be unchanging i am kind of set in that kind of if it's going to be happy there has got to be a bit of sadness to it as well because that's just how the story is and that's how can you really entirely be happy once all of that suffering has taken place even if they you know have a even if they survive or whatever they're still going to be they're still going to be suffering in some kind of way it doesn't end with a um a rumbling or anything like that um so yeah you'll just have to read the next chapter when i release it and um decide if you think that was i mean I don't know, hopefully it doesn't annoy you <laughs> or anything like that, but it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting ending and it's going to be one that I think is the right, the right way to end it. Ooh, one sec, just fell down. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in and coming to ancient Egypt to talk about a modern um, anime because that's you know that's all the fashion all the range around here um we're all into it you know how do they think you know Yu-Gi-Oh actually happened it's going on right now the inspired anime yeah from ancient Egypt just like everything so yes thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week or the week after all the week after that. I don't know. No, I'll see. I'll be back again soon. Um, yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to be taking a like seven, eight month break. So yeah, I'll be frequent. I'll be back soon. Oh, I don't know how to open and close podcast. Yeah, okay. I'll see you later. Bye.